Hey, Phantomaniacs, and welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I am doing my best to keep my voice low, because once again, the rest of the house is fast asleep as I sit down here recording the introduction to an all-new Needless Things podcast just for you guys. It is 6.17 a.m., and I am not up early. I am up late. So I sit down, and Edward Scissorhands is on, and it, everything I haven't watched it probably in a few years, honestly, and because uh, it's one of those things that I watched a lot to the point where I was like, okay, I'm enough for a while. And now it's on, and I just want to sit here and watch this instead of doing my job. Uh, but I'm going to do my job because of you, the listeners, and of course because of my wonderful patrons over on Patreon. And I want to let you know that I have posted my tentative schedule for Dragon Con 2016 over there on my Patreon. So go to supportphantom.com and you can check out not only that, uh, as, as long as you're uh, a patron, you can check out that and you can also check out the very first screen print test of the Passion Pink Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirts. That's right, they are up for pre-order now. If you go to needlessthings.storeenvy.com, you can pre-order your very own Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirt in either boastful blue or a very limited print run of Passion Pink. It's the uh, the game show logo that you've been seeing for a couple of years now, and these are good t-shirts. I wanted to make sure that these weren't throwaway shirts that you just wear like to con and then never pull out of your closet again. Like These are good t-shirts. There's nothing filthy on them, so it's not like you're going to be walking around with a big giant penis on your chest or anything like that. It's just the game show logo, uh, which granted is, is dirty in and of itself because it says right there, Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show, but uh, they are suitable to wear in mixed company. You'll just get some questions. But go to needlessthings.storeenvy.com and pre-order now. I will be shipping them out by August the 19th. They will arrive at your home in time for you to wash cold, tumble dry medium and wear to Dragon Con at this year's installment of the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show. And no, I never get sick of saying that. Do you know why? Because I love it. Because it's my passion. Because it's the thing that I think about all year long. Even though, as of now anyway, we're only doing it once a year. So go get your t-shirts. And I'm telling you, the pink is going to be sold out by the time we get to Dragon Con. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not pushing the pink on you. Go for boastful blue if you prefer, but uh, the pink is is going fast. It's proving to be a popular color, and it's the one that uh, several members of the game show cast have chosen for themselves, including me. So the game show happens Saturday night, September third at ten p.m. 
tentatively in the Hyatt Regency 5 ballroom. Now, if you know me, if you've been following my career, I don't feel like career's the right word. If you've been following my stuff for a few years now, then you know that last year I was blessed with the opportunity to do Puppet Improv with Tyler Bunch and Leslie Carrera Rudolph. Uh, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. It's one of my favorite Dragon Con memories. And thanks to my lovely co-host, Mr. Bo Brown, it is now up on YouTube because he actually recorded almost the whole thing. There's a few minutes at the beginning of, of prep that get lost, but most of it's there. It's up on YouTube. The sound isn't great because you're getting more of the audience. Because quite frankly, we were hilarious. I'm not going to lie. And the audience is laughing the whole time. So you, most of the time, you can't totally make out what we're saying. I can because I was there. And I remember it as clear as if it was a few minutes ago. But it's delightful. So if you go to Phantom Troublemaker on YouTube, uh, you can check that out. And it's great. But that happened in the Hyatt Regency 5 Ballroom. A puppet improv, improv the prior year happened in the same room. And this is the ballroom where the very first Dragon Con late night puppet slam happened. This room, for me anyway, has a legacy of greatness. And the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show is going to be part of that legacy. Uh, we need your help to fill up that ballroom to justify it. You guys know it's what I've been fighting for since the very first year we did a game show. Uh, so spread the word. Go to Facebook. There's an event page. If you go like the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show Facebook page, and there is an event page for this year's game show, join that, share it, spread the word, Tell all your dirty, deviant friends about it. It's the most fun you can have at Dragon Con. I will make that guarantee. Uh, DCW is is a close second, and I, I will just say that the only reason the game show is, in my mind anyway, a, a little above it, is because you can win fabulous prizes and you can be part of the game show. So that's that's as much as I'm going to say about it right now. Go like it on Facebook. Go join the event page. Go pre-order your t-shirt. This is so important to me. This is such a big deal to me. Even if you don't ever go to supportphantom.com, go and spread the word about the game show, please, because I want this thing to be a rocket buster. I want it to be the talk of everybody at Dragon Con. Last year, we turned away almost 200 people. And this year, I want to turn away at least the same amount, even though we're in a room that seats almost three times as many people. So please help me out with this. Uh, I don't ask people for things. Uh, you know, I ask you every single week to go to, to Patreon. But uh, seriously, I'm asking you guys spread the word about this thing we're going to pack this ballroom out and everybody in it is going to have the best time of their lives so that is my seven minute long promo for the dirty dirty con con game game show show now it's time to maybe move on to other things because i have other panels at dragon con now i'll get more into detail next week 
with the official start of our Dragon Con episodes. It's actually kind of hurting my heart a little bit that today's episode is about San Diego Comic-Con because what it is is it's the second part of last week's episode. Last week we talked about the toys of San Diego Comic-Con with uh, Jay Ryan and Mr. Bo Brown. This week, Mr. Bo Brown checked out and me and Jay and Ryan talk about the movies and the TV and just kind of general entertainment stuff. And it's a little more laid back and conversational than the toy talk. We didn't have bullet points in quite the same way. So it's just kind of a fun conversation. It's a little, it's right around just over an hour. So it's just fun. It's, it's light, easy filler before we get to the meat of Dragon Con next week. So I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, today's show and also remember go to needlessthingssite.com click on the big odious square and check out odious lists the new party game that i heartily endorse and get a cut of every time you buy yourself a copy so for your next party that's going to have friends over maybe have some alcoholic beverage uh, check out odious lists so go click on that big gray odious square and i should have a new banner up soon because the guy sent me one i, I need to get on that because i'll be honest my choice of odious square, not that attractive. But you know what is attractive? Guys who play surf rock. And guys who play surf rock, like our friends, the Mystery Men. And here's a little bit of music from them right now. Let's talk about DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a new DuckTales coming out, which I, I was not aware of. Uh, yeah, it kind of... I felt like they had announced that or something before. I don't know. It's, you know, DuckTales is one of those weird things, too, that has stuck around forever. Well, it you know, it started with, with Carl... Oh, gosh, Barks... Carl Banks is the dancing guy. Um, Carl Barks, you know, writing all those comic books for Disney long, long, long ago. He laid down all the mythology for that. And then the cartoon that happened in the 80s just was a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a little surprising that it hasn't come back before now. Yeah, I mean, they re-released the video game. What, that's been two years ago yeah, now? Yeah, that was two years ago. And, I mean, my kids played the hell out of it when we downloaded it. Yeah, we, we played through it a number of times because now that there's an easy setting, it's a lot more fun. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bounce on my cane a little easier. Uh, but I, we don't know a lot about this yet. We we saw it. Now, I don't know if there's more out there than what I saw. I just saw some promo images uh, and some animation samples, and it looked really cool. But I'm super excited about DuckTales. Like, it's one of the things that, that was shown at Comic-Con that, that got me kind of revved up. Yeah, I, the animation, I think, looks really great. I really like the style. Um, you know, it's not going to come out for, what, 2017 at debut? Uh, yeah, I it's think. next year, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then moving on to another Disney property, Marvel, which obviously... <laughs> had a huge presence this year 
Now, have you got, I have not seen it yet. I don't know if it's been released or bootlegged or whatever. Have you guys seen the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 clip that they showed? No, I haven't. Uh, they are hardcore not releasing that. Which they, is very interesting considering how how uh, user-friendly DC was with their stuff. Well, James Gunn yeah. came out and said that he will not release it. Like, Yeah, I saw a nice post from him basically explaining why he showed it and why he's not releasing it just because it's it's just not ready. Okay. That he doesn't want, uh, you know, there's just unfinished shots in it that he wanted to show people there live something and get excited about, but he's not ready to, to send it out uh, so that people uh, see this as their first impression of the movie. Okay, okay. So, but the oh. big shocker they revealed who Star Lord's dad was. Yeah, it is I no longer a spoiler. Now, I don't know anything about Ego the Living Planet. You're going to have to fill me in here. He's a big planet with a face. And he's not, <laughs> in the comics, he is not Star Lord's dad. Star Lord's dad is. Jake, Jason, Jason some, of Sparks. He's yeah. the king of planet Sparks. Well, and, right now Star Lord is, but and the one, the one uh, comic I've read with him in it, he just seemed like kind of a douche. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's kind of a dick. And, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, the big what everybody had assumed was that Star Lord's dad was going to be Adam Warlock. You know, they've hinted at this. They've shown the car, the cocoon, right. They've announced that her is in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You know, it just seemed like... The what? Wait, go back. What? Her. What is that? So, her, there's him and her. Adam Warlock's other name is him. Um, And so they're genetically engineered, you know, whatever. Her plays a big part in uh, Earth-X, if you remember that, Universe-X. But she is in it. And so everyone had just assumed that it was going to be Adam Warlock, and instead it's Ego, played by Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, who has taken human form, and there was a line in the footage that, yes, he has a penis. Um, Yondu apparently asks him about that directly. Oh, I thought it was Drax. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's it's crazy. So I I'm really hoping that before we see him turn into Kurt Russell, we get a giant planet with a face on it. I would imagine so. Yeah. I mean, they, they have to. If they're if it's Ego the Living Planet, I mean, you can't not follow up on that. Yeah. I mean, and he kind of like, he was in Thor for a while. Um, he kind of flies around and eats other planets. He does poop, which I think is really funny. Ego the Living Planet does have normal innards, so they could do funny stuff with that. But uh, It's <laughs> It's very surprising. I don't know if maybe it, this was a reaction that so much of the press, when James Gunn gets asked stuff, has been centered around, you know, this mystery of who Star-Lord's dad was. So he just said, fine, here, you can just know, or I don't know. Yeah, it but, seems well, odd that they came out with it. It's probably, what, what my thinking on it was that it's probably just not a significant story point. Like, it's not a big surprise. It's just, yes, that's his dad. Like, in the context of the movie, they'll all be surprised to learn it. But, like, it's not going to be like an M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. Right. Yeah, I don't know why I'm first, obsessed like, with him. minutes or something. So right, right. Like, the, the twist at the end of the uh, the movie that they're protecting. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we didn't see a lot of, of Guardian stuff, but we did see... Oh, wait, I, I totally glossed over something I wanted to mention. It was confirmed that Yondu and Nebula are now part of the team, mm-hmm. which is wacky. Like to me, that's actually a bigger surprise 
than the ego thing just because that's a total change. That's a, that's a that's a situational change. Yeah, I really like it too just as far as like the Guardians team and how it's kind of running where it's you know, just kind of criminals figuring out what's going on. I think that's a good a good fit. And I think it'll be funny, especially like with Mantis, if they play her off like she is in the comics, those two with her will be really good. So, uh, but obviously it's going to be one of the greatest movies ever and we love James Gunn and everything he does. Uh, Marvel also, they had a new trailer for Doctor Strange, which this was one of those situations where, because I remember the first Doctor Strange trailer and I was like, this looks really cool. Good. Because we all know how Marvel works at this point. They give us a little teaser that doesn't really show anything, but it's just, hey, this is coming. And then they give us more and more trailers that reveal more and more. So this next Doctor Strange trailer came out, and people were like, phew, that was better than the first one. I was like, wait a minute. What? People didn't like it. And if people didn't like it, that means they don't understand how movie trailers work. I I was just surprised to learn that, that anybody had a problem with that initial Doctor Strange teaser trailer. Were you guys aware of this? No, I didn't know people were mad about it at all. Yeah, people... yeah I thought it was great, and I thought, uh, had no problem. I, and I thought the new one was fantastic. Yeah, the the response to the new one has been like, oh, thank goodness. I was worried about this. <laughs> really? Yeah, I wasn't worried at all. No, no, of course not. How can you be, you know, 14, whatever, 14, 15 movies in, you know, I think it's time to stop saying, oh, this is going to be the one that sucks. Uh but yeah, it looked it looked really cool. We actually got to see some magic, uh, and I'm excited. It's a Marvel movie. I'm in. Yeah, and you know, in this trailer, a couple of things that really stuck out that I loved is when he did his magic. You know, it had the weird spelly thing that they do in the comics when he does it. Right. Um, and they hit in the trailer. If you watch, they hit all his major artifacts. The Book of Ashani's in there. The Crimson Bands of Carter Rocker in there. The Eye of Agamotto. The Levitation Cloak. It's all there. Um, I part of it looked kind of inceptiony, which I thought was weird. Yeah, I think <laughs> but, it was just the folding of the buildings. But I, you know, I, I liked it just because it kind of showed the folding of reality and just you know, kind of a whole different uh, take on stuff that we haven't seen in the Marvel movies. Yeah, and I, I think out of all of them, he's going to be the most interesting one to fold into the Avengers because it's so different. Like. And just how the visuals are in this one versus what they're going to look like in uh, whatever the Thanos movie, Infinity Wars is going to be. But yeah, I thought it was great. You know, Marvel keeps killing it. And sort of tied into this, since Doctor Strange is essentially the introduction of magic, we have Ghost Rider showing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which That's is weird. mind-boggling <laughs> for many reasons. One, because Ghost Rider is a very expensive character to portray. He's very effects-heavy. So my, you know, my first reaction is, oh, so we're going to see Ghost Rider for a total of like seven minutes throughout the entire season. Uh, and then on top of that, they're going with a Ghost Rider that drives a car. It's Jamie. That comic is so good, though. And I, I guess think... their thoughts is that they've already done two movies with him on the motorcycle. They've they've already kind of seen it, so they're trying to mix it up with the, the newer comic that they've got out. Now, have you all read the Ghost Rider comic with no. Jamie in it? No. So no, I, I think the idea 
behind this one. So there's no deal, like there's not really a deal with Mephesto and all this kind of stuff. It's much more of a straightforward, there's a demon, he gets in here, he gets, you know, possessed by, and he does it to save his brother. It's a much more like clear and updated story that I think will be easier to do for the show. Um, and so I think that's kind of why they went that way. You know, he's also a younger kid, which will let them, I think for the show wise, give them that kind of character. And then did you see the announcement about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. today? No. no. Marvel has cleared, they now have permission to use the primary inhumans. So Black oh, Bolt, really? Medusa, Crystal, Gorgon, all of them can now come onto Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So the movie's dead then? Sounds like it. You know, that's actually disappointing to me because the one thing that excited me, and, and don't get me wrong, I loved Ghost, I love Ghost Rider, but I just didn't see how the show could handle it correctly. But now my problem then is that I was excited because Ghost Rider meant that they were moving on from the Inhuman stuff, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could see them giving it a break. Now, they didn't say they're going to use them. They just said, we now have permission. Well, I don't, think, I don't think they would have said it if they didn't intend to use them. But yeah, again, I mean, again, going back to the TV show in concern with Ghost Rider, not not being able to do that uh, correctly because it is so uh, effects heavy. I mean, the, the main core of the Inhumans also has got the same problem. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and they they did push a lot for Agents of Shield also that with their new ten o'clock time slot, they've been moved. They can now do a lot more adult kind of darker stories which they apparently are planning on doing um and so i think they just they put so much money into the show and it sounds like they're going to try a new kind of direction to figure it out to get somebody to watch it well i, mean, I think I with the popularity of the netflix netflix shows and their their darker tone and harder edge harder edge i think is more appropriate yeah. Uh, I think maybe they're like, well, let's let's try this with Shield. I did like in their announcement though. They said that means you get to see a lot of Fitz side boob, which I you know I'm. <laughs> I, <can do> too. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get many complaints. Yeah, you know, Fitz side boob. Why not? Uh, speaking of Netflix, the Marvel trailer that excited me the most easily was Luke Cage. Yeah, because to use that song in that city. For that guy was just perfect, and that was such a good sizzle yeah, reel, a, I guess. A, a great trailer and a great yeah. setup. I can't oh, wait. my gosh. Well, one of the things I love, too, before they even showed the trailer, they were, like, interviewing him, and they were like, well, you know, what's the aesthetic of, you know, you being in Harlem? And the answer was, just picture Wu-Tang. It's like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that is going to be really good. And, you know, the Luke Cage trailer looked I'm out of Luke Cage. The Iron Fish trailer looked pretty good. That poor guy. What a shitty life he's having. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it looked great. The, yeah. uh, and, and then, you know, the Defenders didn't really show much of anything other than that it's no. coming. But, yeah. uh, but then they also, you know, they made all the announcements Punish or Daredevil Season 3, Punisher, and Jessica Jones Season 2. Yes. So, I mean, Netflix is, it's going to get crowded, which, you know, I'm, I'm down with. Like, it's a lot of shows, though. Well, you know what, though? I actually, it's it's in a weird way, it's so much easier when all 13 episodes just hit at once because then you knock them out in a couple of weeks or whatever and you don't have this obligation every week for 13 weeks. Or even more when you're talking about like Flash yeah. and Arrow. Right. Like 22 I, whatever I episodes. S- I still maintain that 
22 is too many for any of these. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we'll get to that because uh, DC TV is is uh, coming up on the schedule for us. Uh, any other Marvel news that you guys uh, remember? Legion. Uh, a property I, I wasn't familiar yeah. with at all, but I thought the trailer was amazing. I have not seen the trailer yet. I just haven't had time to watch it, which is funny for me giving Bo shit for not <laughs> seeing that Masters thing. But uh, a Legion, I, I'm a huge fan of David Holler's story. He's Professor yeah. X's son. And, you know, that's that's definitely one of my Marvel sweet spots because, you know, I'm a mutants guy. Uh, yeah, I was. I completely missed that somehow with the comics. So, like, I had no frame of reference whatsoever. Uh, but the trailer looked uh, amazing. I, I've been excited about this show since it was announced because it doesn't have to have anything to do with the X Men movies to still be really good. Uh, it's a great concept, and I, everything I've I've read about the trailer, but I've been at work for the past few two days where I can't watch videos, and I'm like, ah, I need to see this thing, and I just didn't have time to do it today. The trailer looks great. Um, they don't show a lot of uh, special effects, which, you know, Legion can go either way. Well, they, they don't necessarily have to because of the nature of his powers, the reality bending. Like, it, it could almost be beneficial if they reduce the special effects so that you don't know when things are messed up and not. Right, and I haven't really read... Did you read the latest Legion comic? No. So the latest one was really, really good. But it was a lot to do with like his schizophrenia and all the different you know entities in his mind that kind of gave him his powers. Right, right. And so he, could, he learned to control them for a while. Um, and so I don't know if they're going to go that way with it. I wonder... See, I... I know I wanted to be divorced to the X Men just for just to not get in that mess, but him being the son of Professor X is such a big part of his character. I wonder if they'll bring it up or just kind of vaguely. I think they can. My work. father is a leader of the mutants. I, I think they can work around it fairly easily. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think they can completely get away with never even mentioning the X Men. Yeah, I mean, they. I I was a little surprised. They said mutants by name in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask. Like in the trailer, I thought they specifically said mutant, which I thought they they couldn't. Uh, well, they well no, this is yeah, this Fox. isn't Marvel. This is Fox. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's a partnership because they did have the Marvel logo. Well, well yeah, yeah, it's all still. It's it's gotcha gotcha yeah. Because the not Marvel Studios, Fant Forstick, and uh, the X Men movies have the Marvel thing too. Gotcha. But they're not Marvel Studios. That's oh, just the crawl. That's what was throwing me off about it yeah, when yeah. I first saw it. Because I wasn't... Uh, I, I guess when I first saw the trailer, I had no idea that he was even a mutant until they, they name-dropped mutant in the uh, uh Oh, trailer. I got you. I got you. Yeah, and you're, you know what? That's a good point. That's probably going to confuse a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Going back to Marvel real quick since we brought it up, I hate that they changed the Marvel Studios beginning to everything. That was like a big announcement is that the... You know, the Marvel at the beginning of all the movies with the comic book yeah, flash. Yeah, yeah. And the they changed it, and it was like a big announcement. Oh, yeah, I totally missed that. logo, and I was like, boo, I love that logo. I completely missed that. Yeah, I love yeah. that, too. That's, that's Are they still like, going to have, like, the comic book pages flipping, or is it uh, changed completely? It's changed completely. Oh, that's disappointing. Man, that's, that's like, seeing that thing is like seeing the 20th Century Fox thing at the beginning of Star Wars. Yep. Absolutely. It sucks. Yeah, so that's anyway. pretty lame. Although, I will say... Uh, kudos to DC because their new thing is pretty awesome and it makes me happy every time I see it. 
Yeah, I do like their new one. Um, and well, and you know what? That that works because we're moving on to DC TV. Uh, and talking about DC Comics Television, not DragonCon TV, which we'll have a couple episodes from now. But Flash is, as we discussed uh, whenever we did our season wrap-up or whenever, whenever we talked about Flash, whatever it was, uh, is Flashpoint. But did they address whether or not the other shows are affected by it? Kind of. They have to be. They kind of skirted the issue a little bit. Oh, boy. Um, and it wasn't real clear exactly. I mean, obviously, it can't be like Flashpoint, where the whole line just completely changed. Well, there, but there can be differences, because two, two interesting things are that John Barrowman and Katie Cassidy are both now series regulars on all of the DC shows. Right, and did you see why? Uh, no. They are on Legends of Tomorrow. So... John Barrowman and Captain Cold and somebody else are going to be the Legions of Doom, which will be the bad guys for season two of Legends of Tomorrow. I did hear about the Legion of Doom, which seems really odd to me because they spent an entire season making Captain Cold a good guy. Well, my feeling is since he died, they're going to grab him from some other point in the timeline. I totally forgot he died. Okay, let me tell you something that messed me up. I saw a spoiler for that episode, and I, I can't remember. I, it might have been the io9 comments section or something. It was something that I was dumb to believe, but somebody said, well, he came back. And then I watched it, and he didn't come back, but in my brain, that comment stuck in my head, so I keep forgetting that he did actually die. Yeah, I... Legends of Tomorrow just presents a lot of weird time travel problems. Well, that first like that. season was just awful. Yeah. That's I, my personal opinion. If, if if a listener enjoyed it, then awesome. I'm glad you got more out of it than I did, but I thought it was a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah it, I, I was so excited about it at, uh, at the beginning, and it, it got to the... By the end of it, it was definitely a chore to watch. Yes, so. yes, yeah. that's the perfect word for it. Well, and my hope for the show is they've gotten rid of the Hawks, which were some of the weakest parts of that season. Oh, so they're definitely not coming back. Yep, no Hawks. Our Man, Dr. Midnight, and who's the third one? Uh, a third one's coming from the Justice Society. That's um, the only thing that had me excited about it was uh, the Our Man at the very end of it. That, that I thought that was great. Yeah, so they're going to do a bunch of Justice Society stuff, and it's going to be them versus the Legion of Doom, um, which sounds like a good idea to me. I mean... We'll see what they do with it. Uh, Katie Cassidy, she'll be on that show too, I guess. She might be a Justice Society member when she shows up. Um, well, the whole thing with Cold being Legion of Doom, I mean, it seemed like the whole season set him up to be the you know, redemption thing and you know, sacrificing himself at the end. You must have stepped out right, <laughs> after, right <laughs> before we – yeah, we, I, I mentioned that and Ryan Time pointed travel. out. Time Ryan travel. pointed out that this yep. could be – or an alternate reality Cold. That's true. Um, and one of the things that I didn't like about uh, that uh, particular episode was like I think it was like that week they announced that he was going to be uh, promoted to see, uh, right, right series regular or something. So like before the episode ever came out, you, you knew he was in the uh, you know next season. So yeah, kind of uh, uh, dampered the uh, drama of him sacrificing himself. Yeah. So. Um, the other big announcement, Supergirl announced tons of new people showing up. So Supergirl's going to have Snapper Carr, 
Um, Maggie Sawyer, um, Sawyer is going to show up. Who else? Um, they did today kind of confirm that Cat is going to have a smaller role, and they tried to spin it as, well, now that you know she's working on her own and she's kind of been promoted. You know, when you get promoted, you don't interact with your boss quite as much. <laughs> so it's like, oh, come on, guys, you moved to Canada. We all know it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You um, know how this works. The other weird thing they announced today, they kind of seem to be clarifying things. So there's a weird worded quote from about Supergirl about the crossover where they said, yeah, you know, it's not a crossover per se, but you'll see Supergirl and Arrow and Flash and Legions of Tomorrow. And they were like, oh, so, you know, like the big event. And they were like, well, not necessarily. So it seems like they're kind of playing weird with how Supergirl is going to be thrust into this whole new universe. Um, the other weird thing that happened with Supergirl that wasn't announced, but there are rumors going around, and so apparently people have sources, is that Batwoman and Oracle are going to be showing up. That a deal has been worked out, and that, you know, with Maggie being there, they're going to bring Kate on to um, Batwoman, and that that's going to make kind of almost a Birds of Prey kind of thing on that show. We'll see if that ends up being true. It'd be kind of cool if it was true, but who knows? I am sure that DC, uh, CW, Warner Brothers, whoever, would love to have uh, Kate and Maggie on the show together as a, you know, as a couple to put forth before the media. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they're working towards that. That and just having anything to do with the Bat Universe, I'm sure they're trying to. Be, yeah, they're happy with that. Yeah, but yeah. I bet that's a that's a far secondary goal <laughs> to the other <laughs> attention grabber. Yeah, um, and then they cast they announced somebody some actor who I, I think he's on Supernatural or something that is also going that does to be not narrow up. it down at all because everybody know. has been that show has been on for eighty five years now. Everybody's been on it. Some big dudes joining the cast, and they wouldn't say who it is, but the rumor is is that it might be Nightwing. Huh. Um, and so if that is true, you know, it seems that DC's kind of letting them play a little more with what's going on. Um, but yeah, that was all the Supergirl stuff, I think. What else? Who else? I think, too, like with the DC stuff, like they, you know, it's with the two flashes that they have, like they, they've made it very clear that the movie universe and the TV universe is different. Yeah. So now they may not be as protective of some of the potential mm-hmm. mo- movie folks. Although they, I guess they did take away Suicide Squad from them, so I'm Who knows? still annoyed over that because that was that was turning out to be really good. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have done the movie because the movie looks like so much fun, but that 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 was really shaping up to to be pretty cool, and they blew it. Uh, yeah, Arrow. What I don't I don't know if I even heard anything about Arrow. Arrow, they just kind of. You know, they're talking about it's going to be a little more grounded. Uh, Wild Dog is going to be on this season. Wild Dog, um, I love Wild Dog. <laughs> that was I remember that miniseries when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, uh, that that was such a just a nuts so uh, miniseries that uh, he, he really didn't pop up much as a kid. But uh, you know, in in the comics after that initial miniseries, but the fact that he's now like on TV. Is absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what else happened? Artemis is going to be the girl that played that weird episode where the girl was Black Canary that showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's going to be Artemis. Um, there's going to be some sort of other vigilante that's joining the series. Well, it's um, somebody – I think the big bad guy is somebody from the first season that suffered because of something that Oliver did. Yeah. And he's been spending the last however many years training to, to get his revenge or whatever. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of cool. I'm down with that. I was glad to see that Diggle is going to be getting a new helmet, and they admitted that it looks like Magneto's helmet and that <laughs> they probably need to get rid of it. So, you know, Diggle's going to get a new helmet. Finally, um, Cisco promised it to him like halfway through the last season. Yeah. So, you know, I think Arrow had a really weak season last year, and so they're going to try to write that course. When you have taken one of my favorite characters on television and made them somebody that I never want to see again, you have done a bad job with your TV show. It was bad. Who was that? Felicity. Felicity. She was the worst. I disliked her more than I disliked Hawkgirl. Yeah, and that is I, definitely a weaker season. I thought I would, again that it felt like a chore toward the end. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad. So let's move on to happier things. Uh, and I don't know if you guys caught this one or not, but Justice League action. Yeah, it looks good. It like looks it. awesome. Yeah, I saw the uh, character sheet from what a few weeks ago, but I, I didn't see anything new. Uh, did they show a trailer? Or something? Yeah, they had a trailer for it, and it looks very much like Justice League Unlimited, probably with a tiny bit more humor, but not like Teen Titans Go. Nothing on that level. But like Firestorm has some really funny lines. Like he's clearly going to be kind of the the hapless guy. Uh, but it's just it, the the animation's a lot more stylized than what we've seen, but it does have big action and like pretty there there were some serious moments too yeah. my only issue with it is the episodes are apparently gonna be eleven minutes long oof right i mean where, where are they uh we're going to play like is it a network or is uh, it cartoon uh, network it's cartoon network yeah okay well i guess it's like teen Titans go they're all uh, the whole thing's 15 minutes with commercials but it's just weird to think of uh an action-oriented you know more storytelling show being cut down to that like it's fine yeah. for for adventure time and regular show and, and teen titans go and all those kind of things but it's going to be interesting to see how they carry how, how they pull it off but it looks great. I'm very excited about it, and I'm glad to see uh, just more DC animation. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the best show on television, Gotham had some pretty big announcements. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to Gotham's announcements uh. because there's no telling what any of them will mean or how they'll work out on the show. Oh, I yeah, I, I, I've checked out. I checked out after season one. So oh, oh, no, no. I still it. love I still love Gotham. I'm just saying I didn't track down anything about the next season because I just want to sit back and let it wash over me like a, a weird warm gravy with soda in it or something. So <laughs> they announced... In true Gotham fashion, things that don't make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, they announced obviously the Court of Owls is going to be a big part of this season. But then also, 
another big villain or a big group that's going to be a bad guy this season is something called the Cult of the Joker. Now, we haven't actually seen the Joker on the show. No one called the Joker, you know, nothing like that. But now we're going to have the Cult of the Joker. Well, but they set that up last season. Well, the best part, too, is somebody asked about Jerome, and they were like, yeah, nobody's really dead in our show. He may show back up. So we may get Jerome back. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, isn't that her full name? She's back. She's going to be on the show full time. And then the weird thing they said, too, is so I guess the next season is going to start six months after the last season ended with all those weird Hugo Strange monsters. Right, right. And apparently Jim Gordon, when the season started, is a bounty hunter that is tracking down monsters and being paid for it. And he is a DC character. Like someone you know, they say. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I did see a quote from the actor saying that at this point in the season, he may be a, a DC character. Yeah. I have no idea who it could be. Uh, did I see something about KG Beast being in this season as well? Yes, KG Beast will be on this season. <laughs> um, Barbara, who turned in one of the best characters, Barbara and Tabitha are going to open a club called The Sirens, which I think is awesome. Oh, nice. Thing yeah. That, you know, things kind of go that way, but I can't wait for Gotham to start. Like, Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, it's so great. It's I really delightful. hope Jerome comes back. I look forward to that show more than just about any other show. Like Venture Brothers, uh, I like more, like I get more excited about, but we only get eight of those a year. Uh, I don't know that that there's... Yeah, right. I don't know that there's a regular show. uh, Well, Game of Thrones, but Gotham (laughs) is is up there. Like I get as excited about that as I do about any other show. It's just wonderful. And they, uh, the Mad Hatter's confirmed he's going to be on this season. Um, the producer has said that he's trying to get Harley and Bane on the show. Um, which, you know, not sure I can have Harley Quinn without the Joker, but I'm sure they'll figure it out somehow. I still figured that, uh, Barbara somehow would end, end up being Harley or Joker, either one. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I can't wait till this show comes back. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Gotham's great. We love Gotham. Uh, I think last bit of TV news is probably, and there's not much to say about it, but Star Trek Discovery. Oh, it looks good. Uh, I, I did, what did, we didn't say anything. I mean, just seeing the ship though, like. I liked the ship. A lot of people hate it. I thought it looked pretty cool. I think it looks real Um, Star Trek. And I really like their quotes about how this is kind of a direct kind of answer or not even answer, but you know, a a parallel to what's going on in the other movie universe. Well, it's a response to the movies. Yeah, it's a response. Gonna be, because, go. one, it takes place in the Prime universe. It does not take place in the movie universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is going to be about... Exp- I mean, it's called Discovery. It's going to be about exploration. It's going to be about what Star Trek is supposed to be about. And that's not saying anything negative about the movies, but they're, they're entirely different from what Gene Roddenberry envisioned. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, and it's Brian Fuller. Yeah. Brian Fuller doing Star Trek. I mean, that's he's promising hard, like science stuff. Like it's going to be good. It's going to be really... good, but unfortunately, it's also going to be on ABC's on-demand service, which you yeah. have to pay for entirely separately from Netflix and Hulu and all your other on-demand services that you have. Right. Well, and what sucks is is that countries other than America are getting in on Netflix. I know it's very annoying. <sighs> But so, there are ways around that. We won't discuss I'm, them here because yeah. we're a good law-abiding podcast. 
Yeah, I didn't see much about it other than the fact that the uh, they tried to start a hashtag with the initials. Uh, so, well, STD hashtag STD. Star Trek <laughs> I didn't even so, catch that. S- s- someone did not uh, think oh, that all the way through. Yeah. I'm really hoping, like, I don't know how the CBS All Access works, but if they keep them all up, like, if you know, after however many weeks, you know, it comes out once a week. After 13 weeks, if they're all sitting there. I'll pay seven dollars and join for a month, uh, yeah, and watch them all in a day, and then quit. I think I said ABC, didn't I? Yeah, I meant. Oh, you might have. Um, oh no, there was one other big TV announcement: Walking Dead. I don't care. God bless you. <laughs> oh, so everyone knows that last season of Walking Dead ended with utter bullshit nonsense of you know oh, who's Negan going to kill, and then. Most of the trailer was all about teasing who Nagin killed. Who cares? But then finally we got to the end, and they took us to the kingdom and King Ezekiel and the tiger. I can't believe they're doing it. I'm so excited. He's one of my favorite characters on Walking Dead in the comics. There is nothing they can do to make me watch that show again. (laughs) Because I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and uh, Negan was a great villain in the comics, and I... Did not watch that last episode because that shows just the drizzling shits. <laughs> it's not terrible. I mean, it it's is. Better. It's, it's not great so by any means. Slow. Uh, oh my gosh! But I, I, I hated the fact that they went with the uh, cliffhanger. I thought um, it should have been like you know it happens, and then that was the end of the show, and you had to sit on it for the entire uh, off season. But uh, they definitely could have done things better. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting his King Ezekiel with a tiger, so who cares? So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I will admit that image looked pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. All right, so uh, moving on to movies, uh, Skull Island, which, I mean, it's from Legendary, and Legendary does pretty cool stuff in general. But I don't know that I'm a fan of gigantic King Kong. <laughs> Super King Kong. That right. is a big skull. But that trailer was fucking awesome. Yeah, it really was. Oh my gosh! And I mean, I guess if he's going to fight Godzilla, which is the plan, right, right. they got to make he's him gotta be anyway. Yeah, he's right. got to be huge. It's just, it's just an adjustment. It's one of those things where, you know, like like Jay with uh, Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel, <laughs> where old man me doesn't like this giant Kong, but uh, it, it's not really. It doesn't matter. If they're telling a story that needs a giant King Kong, then great. Tell that good story. I mean, it's harder for a more giant King Kong to have sexy time with. (laughs) That's true. It's Central Park. That's that's a good point. When Kong could actually put the woman inside of his penis, where does the story go? Uh, So, yeah, Skull Island, very impressive. And I I wasn't sure what to expect from it, especially with the, you know, the casting problems that they had initially and. And the whole, it's going to tie into Godzilla, which isn't always a good thing to to know that they're planning for crossover stuff. But look strong. Look strong. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got some you know, going back to DC, which has definitely dominated a lot of this episode and, and the last one. Justice League and Wonder Woman. I don't necessarily I think Wonder Woman might have officially been a trailer whereas Justice League was more them taking what they had and putting together sort of a sizzle reel. Uh yeah. let's start with Wonder Woman since that was uh, I believe a proper trailer. I I loved Gal Gadot in Dawn of Justice. 
I thought she did a great job. I love the fact that Wonder Woman has an accent that makes her more exotic and and more uh, foreign, which she should be. Everything I saw in the trailer looked really cool, but the trailer itself was just kind of a mess. It, it didn't give me any idea of what's happening or what the story is or why anything's happening. It was mainly just, here are some cool Zack Snyder-esque battle shots. And if there's anything that I do not want more of, it is Zack Snyder-esque-ness. Yeah. I, it was an odd trailer. I mean, I think this isn't their full trailer yet. This is kind of the teaser. So it's just a lot of Wonder Woman fights in World War One and talks about being born from Zeus. Um, it, it looked okay. Uh, I think the effects on the lasso was kind of odd. I didn't think they would go all the way with super shiny lasso. Well, they did it in Dawn of Justice, though. I see. I was trying to remember if it was that shiny, though. And maybe yeah, it's just because oh, totally it bleached out. Maybe it's like the difference of like being in the World War II where everything's brown, and then all of a sudden, here comes shiny whip lasso. Well, everything in Dawn of Justice was brown, too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely stood out. I was out distracted the by the control. Um, <laughs> I, it it looked fine. It's it's Wonder Woman. We'll see how it how it does. You know, World War One is never super exciting. I'm not sure how dudes in the trenches are going to stop Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think it was a bold step to to place it then, and I understand you don't want you don't want to actually use World War Two right. because we there's a guy that we've seen recently that that handled that. Um, I mean, so, my assumption about this movie. And I, I haven't read a full description, but I'm assuming it's going to be Ares, you know, given the bad guys, right. weapon, right. or, you know, your typical Wonder Woman story. Um, I do like that they're kind of keeping the whole, you know, we haven't seen men in forever, and they're going to drop that new 52 nonsense of Amazons kill all the men. Right, right. I don't like that they're going with that still thing about the Amazons or cold, thirsty, or, you know, bloodthirsty warriors. I wish they would kind of go back to more of the peaceful, truth Amazons that fight when they have to, but, you know, it's a murderverse, so. Well, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, we, we really don't know much about it, which was mm-hmm. my, my really only issue with it. Costume looks great, though. Costume looks great. All the costumes and in in looked great. I mean, everything from the Amazons to Wonder Woman to even the World War One guys. I mean, yeah. it looked really, everything had a very distinct period, which I think maybe what kind of made it seem muddled to me. It was so many disparate elements thrown together without a, well, here's, Here's why. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to start seeing with these movies, you know, obviously every has the problem with Zack Snyder and kind of what he's done. But I yeah, think well, we're going to – old Jeff Johns is coming in. I mean, I don't know if you all saw it today, but yeah. Jeff Johns is now president. Like, well, he, he has a new title. He's still right. – like the chain of uh, – the hierarchy is still the same. He just has a new title. He still reports to uh, what's her name, uh, Diane, Diane Nelson, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, the Justice League uh, uh, footage uh, specifically was a direct reaction oh, to the fans' yes. reaction and, to uh, uh, the Batman v Superman, where they, they very much played up. It, it felt more like a Marvel trailer. Yes. Some of the the jokey, you know, liner one liners and other stuff. Yeah, this was almost like Brave and the Bold Batman. Yeah, which, I hated it. I'm, huh? I hated it. You didn't like it? No, I want Batman to be 
stupid broody Batman. I want like, Batman. But I, wanted, I liked it. I oh, want I to be funny it. broody Batman. No, I loved it because at the end of Dawn of Justice, Batman has been affected by Superman. And right. the whole complaint that everybody has about the the uh, DC movie Superman is that he's supposed to be an inspiration. He's supposed to be a superhero. And this might be showing that Batman was affected by Superman and that, that he does lighten up and that he does take on a little different stance. And if that's the case, I'm fine with it. And I, I liked his uh, kind of straight guy, uh, jokey. It wasn't really jokey, but, I mean, he was he was having more fun. And I kind of dig that. It doesn't have to be Adam West or, or Brave and the Bold, but he can lighten up a little because haven't we seen enough grunty Batman? See, I don't know if I want grunty Batman. I think I want more like Justice League Europe Batman where he's got all these assholes around him like being jokey and kind of like funny. And yeah, he makes like sarcastic, dark kind of comments. But like this seemed a little over in the other way. Well, and the other thing is he is our central guy now. Yeah, that's uh, true. He has to bring everyone together and he can't, he can't be a dick and bring everyone together. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, I, God, I wish they would just call him Wally West. Stop calling him Barry Allen. That is not Barry Allen. If you're going to have jokey, yeah, yeah, flash, yeah. it's Wally. But they're stuck on Barry and yeah. that's just how it is. Uh, I, my one big gripe with the trailer well, it wasn't a trailer. Like I said, it was a collection of shots that they were able to show at this point. The first time we see them all gathered together, their backs are to camera, and they're in a tiny doorway. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Come on. We don't even get a hero shot. <laughs> oh, and this is another thing I was wondering about. All right, so all the pictures we've seen, it only has the six of them. Right. Hal Jordan is in this movie, right? I thought uh, he was. Is he? I thought we had a Green Lantern. I don't think so. I mean, they haven't cast one or made an announcement or anything. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think initially he was supposed to be in it, but I haven't seen anything about casting or anything. But they, because okay. I, the first thing I read, I thought there were, not only was there going to be one Green Lantern, there was going to be multiple Green Lanterns. Yeah, and that's what I thought too. No, see, I, I, I've never thought there was going to be a Green Lantern in this, and what I remember seeing is that their plans for the Green Lantern movie are to have uh, all the names just fell out of my head. Guy and Kyle and John Stewart and yeah. to not even have Hal Jordan in it initially uh -huh. uh, because of the, the foul taste of that movie. That makes sense. Uh, now, I guess what they could be doing, too, you know, they've kind of announced that Steppenwolf is the bad guy in this movie and that Darkseid isn't coming yet. Right. So, I mean, they could have at the end, like, maybe some corpse members show up after Steppenwolf is dealt with. Um, I did really like the scene, though, of the old knights and the king or whatever bearing a mother box. Yeah, that was really so, cool. I like that. So the boxes have been around for a little while. Now, have you guys watched the extended cut of Dawn of Justice yet? Not, Not yet. We watched it the other night, and it adds so much to that movie. I highly recommend you watch it, unless you just hated the movie, in which case don't bother. It's not going to change your mind. But like, if you enjoyed it but felt like there were things missing, this adds in so much. And that scene, the scene with uh, Alexander Luthor talking to Steppenwolf is like nothing. Like, I don't 
know how anybody ever made a big deal of it because all it is is he's in the genetic pool or whatever the heck it's called and Steppenwolf looks super weird and he's being generated by the mother there are three mother boxes and they've generated a big mother boxy Steppenwolf and then the SWAT team or the authorities or whatever they are barge in and Luthor turns around but like you don't hear anything there's no words are exchanged it's just obvious that Luthor is communicating with Steppenwolf but that's it. But there's also there's an extended scene uh, in the jail when Batman goes to talk to Luthor. There's there's just all kinds of little things added in that make the story make sense. And uh, watching, I'm going off on a tangent here, but bear with me. Uh, we watched Stranger Things over this past weekend, and in watching that eight episode show, I realized that Dawn of Justice was kind of like a 10-episode Netflix show that got squished down into two and a half hours. Uh-huh. There could have been, like, it would have benefited from a lot more storytelling. And there's a little bit more in that extended cut that makes it worthwhile. Is there more bathtub? Is there more what? Bathtub. Uh, <laughs> there there might have been slightly more bathtub. We were actually trying to figure yeah. that out. We, we were actually trying to figure that out. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. So anyway, moving on, uh, I, I, Justice League and Wonder Woman both, uh, I, I was not super impressed by the footage, but I'm very excited about the movies. I don't blame the movies for the footage that we got. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Blair Witch. That was awesome. So I like, <laughs> I remember watching the woods, the trailer for the woods and being like, oh yeah, it looks like pretty good. Yeah. And then, oh, surprise, surprise. It's Blair Witch, I guess, 3. Which I am fine yeah, I, with. I, I missed all of this. Was it, was it being marketed as just The Woods? Yes. Yeah, it for, was this awesome for trailer. Year, for like two years now or something. Yeah. yeah. That was so far off my radar, I had no idea. And, yeah. and then right at Comic-Con, they're like, oh, by the way, this is actually the third Blair Witch movie. And it's not even like Blair Witch 2, which was like kind of tangently like, oh, well, yeah, we're in the same woods. This is like straight up going after and finding Katie. Like right. going back to the house and all that kind of stuff. And I love Blair Witch 2. Like I actually like that more than the original one because to me it holds up better as a movie. Uh, but, yeah, I'm super stoked. Yeah, I am too. I think it looks great. Uh, and then the the last one I have on my list is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets which is looks like Fifth Element on steroids. Or perhaps, let's say if Fifth Element was a Super Nintendo game, Valerian looks like whatever the next thing after PlayStation 4 is going to be. I mean, it just it's Luke Besson, who directed Fifth Element, is doing a new insane outer space movie, and that's all I need to know. Yeah. Was there any footage or anything? I I, uh, I tried to look for it earlier today and couldn't I, find anything. I found some still shots. Apparently they showed uh, some footage there, but it has not been released. But gotcha. the still shots, I mean, they just... you can ju- It's one of those things they inspire you. You're like, oh, shit, I can't wait to see this. Like, it was that kind of thing. Like, you get, you immediately get the scope and the fun of, of what's being presented. I, I am super stoked for this, and I hope it, it does much better than Fifth Element did yeah. in the theaters. Uh, any, any other movies that you guys wanted to bring up or saw or noticed? 
Uh, we did get Brie Larson is officially going to be Captain Marvel. Yes. Which I think it's which, really good casting. Absolutely. Um, but I think that was all the movies. Oh, wait, that, no. Totally glossed over Thor Ragnarok. Oh, um, the Hulk uh, armor. Right. Holy crap. The Because the, the first thing I saw, and, and you know, there have been rumors that it would incorporate Planet Hulk, but the first thing I saw was the picture of the armor, and I was like, holy shit, they're doing it. <laughs> and uh, I just, I'm so excited about this freaking movie, man. Uh, I've, because I love, I feel like a lot of people have kind of, uh, aren't crazy about the Thor movies. Oh, I love them. I yeah, love great. Thor movies. Uh, there, you know, I don't know where they would fall on my list if I had to sit down and, and write down all 14 or wherever we're at now. But I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. And to me, Ragnarok, the fact that they're throwing Hulk in there and we're getting a, a Hulk buddy team up movie, that's just ridiculous. The logo is awesome. Have yes. You seen? The it's 80s like... video game logo. Yeah. It looks so good. And I really want to see during the panel, did you read about the short they showed of yes. where Thor was during uh, Civil War? Yes. Where he just tried to go have some roommate named Dan, and it's just him being an asshole and like putting his hammer down in places? I hope that they either release that online or at least make it a special feature whenever the Blu-ray yeah. comes out, because I'm dying it- to see that. Yeah, for the longest time, for a lot of the uh, DVDs, they they had uh, sh- uh, shorts specifically filmed for the DVD. Yeah, the one. I mean, shots. that's where. Yeah, the little one shots. Coulson was in one um, er- very early on. So yeah, you, you would hope they, would, if they took the time to record it, that they would uh, include it somewhere. Yeah, I, I would hope so. But they, I mean, they did. You know, especially with Marvel, those those guys kind of get into Comic-Con and kind of get into doing special things just for Comic-Con. So I don't know. We'll let's let's hope we get to see it at some point. Uh so I think that wraps up movie stuff. Is there any random comic or video game news? Any any other I you know, it sounds stupid to to be doing an episode or two episodes about San Diego Comic-Con and for comics to be an afterthought, but that's essentially what they are now. I mean, there weren't a lot of big announcements. Marvel announced the Inhumans vs. X-Men. Yeah. Which I just, I I think it's going to be bad. Like, you know, it's going to be this, what, tetragenocide or whatever. No, I just, like, I don't care. I haven't been reading, I haven't been reading much Marvel stuff at all. Uh, the only thing I'm enjoying right now from them is Howard the Duck, Silver Surfer, uh, Mockingbird, like their tangent titles that don't yeah. really have anything Squirrel to do. Girl and Hellcat and all those good ones. Yeah, that the stuff, stuff that's sort of off to the side. I was reading Spider Woman, but then they sucked her into the big crossover thing, so I dropped that, which I'm going to have to go back and pick it up because apparently the story continues despite the crossover and not, you know, it doesn't get too bad. No. Um, but yeah, um, it's Marvel's not making me happy with anything that they're doing comic wise yeah. dc announced uh wildstorm is coming back yes um jim lee apparently may do some work on it which will be awesome um justice society is also coming back which is going to be great like and if jeff john seemed to hint he's gonna have something to do with it apparently he's been told he's not supposed to write any more dc comics because he has too much going yeah, on he's a little busy but the real Justice Society is going to come back, which I'm excited about. Um, what else? And well, just to ch- just to check in, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with Rebirth or how much of it you're reading, but I'm I guess I'm on the 
third issue of all the books I'm reading right now, and yep. I'm I'm loving it. I am too. Uh, well, Wonder Woman is taking some time to get going. I feel mm-hmm. like, but everything else, man, the Bat books are fantastic. Yeah, the if you're not reading Batman, Detective, yeah, Detective holy crap, killing it. Yeah, so I, I, the Rebirth so far is 100 percent a success if they can maintain which is kind of the problem since they're doing stuff bi-weekly. So. But we've got super exciting stuff. We've got Christopher Priest on Deathstroke right around the corner, John Semper Jr. on Cyborg right around the corner, which I previously would not have, have realized I should be excited about, but he was the showrunner for Spider-Man the Animated Series and was on this very podcast just a few episodes ago and is a Fantastic. I mean, if you watch Spider-Man the Animated Series back in the 90s, you know what kind of storyteller he is. So I'm really excited to see what he does with Cyborg, and he's super stoked about the book. So just the good stuff keeps coming. Yeah, I'm, and you know, DC, they, they couldn't make as many big announcements because Rebirth is so laid out from now until, I mean, what, five months from now? Right. Like, yeah. where Rebirth number ones, you know, the sons of whatever that Damien and Jonathan Son- Kent book is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not for, like, months. And so they kind of had the rest of half their year played out, and Marvel just is sucking shit. I mean, they <laughs> their, their big announcements were, like, Enemy of the State 2 Ugh. with all-new Wolverine. And, like... A new black, I know the new Black Panther stuff does sound kind of cool, but like other than that, Marvel, you know, pumped all this Civil War two stuff, and Civil War two sucks. So, yeah, that's what I've heard about it. You haven't read any of it, so uh, not not good. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm just not interested. I, I've it's, been keeping up with it on Bleeding Cool, um, just just out of curiosity, and everything I've read just sounds very uninteresting to me. Well, and they keep trying to push, you know, they've put all these new characters into these new roles, and it's just, it's not working. You know, I I understand what they were going for by making all these people Hulk and Thor and Captain America and all this stuff, but nobody really loves it. And, yeah. But. And, and making Captain America a secret Hydra agent, regardless of the means by which it occurred, is just not a good idea. It's lazy writing. It's not. It's not brilliant. Like putting Doctor Octopus's brain into Peter Parker's body ended up being. Yeah. It's yeah. Just... Well, I, I think a lot of the changes they're doing with all these different characters now becoming the quote unquote title character. Everybody's uh, been reading comics long enough to know they're like, yeah, that's great, but uh, just you know, remind me when the the main guy comes back. You know, yeah, it's all yeah. Temporary. That's a good point too. Is is that? And that's certainly my attitude when whenever they switch something out. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll check back in in a couple of years and and, and pick yeah. it up again. Yeah, for the for the rebirth story or the whatever it is. For, yeah, right, you know. right. Heroes reborn, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, what else does San Diego? Oh, Justice Two had a new uh, trailer for the video game. I'm a big fan of the Injustice game. I'm really excited that two is finally coming out. Did you ever do the uh, phone game, or is it uh, just the uh, console game? I like the console game, and okay. my kids love it, and it looks really good. So now that's just a fighting game, though, right? Yeah, it's like a Mortal Kombat game with yeah. the weird Injustice world where yeah, they had a spinoff comic on it, and it's like uh, it's super still going, dark. still going. It's really popular. It's it like really three well. years in something. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else did they announce? Uh, Battlefront is getting Rogue One content, but no Force Awakens content, which is 
really odd. Well, no, that kind of makes sense because what is your battlefront in Force Awakens? Like there are a couple of Imperial scenes, but it's not really a. Out of all of the the wars in the stars, well, no, they had uh, they did have some uh, Force Awakens. They had the Jakku uh, level. Well, that was like before, though. That's the that takes place in the aftermath stuff, uh, way before Force Awakens starts. Well, and also at this point, with the momentum of the Star Wars franchise, we have a new movie every year. You you can't uh, you you got to plan for the next thing. You right. can't really go back and revisit last year's because there's a new one coming out. Right, and they're going to apparently keep up. Um, I mean, I guess Battlefront 2 will have a story mode and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's nice because that's, that's the one, my biggest complaint with the first one is the, the lack of story mode. I just want uh, an old school, like, action Star Wars game. I don't want to. They are making anymore. that. Are they? Yeah, it's going to be. Um, oh, what is it called? Uh, I can't remember right now, but there will be a. Uh, it kind of looks like remember when they planned thirteen thirteen, that was supposed to be the. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so it kind of looks like that. Okay, uh, it's a third person. It's you know no Jedi. Um, it's going to be because they're doing that game and they announced Battlefront two, but they announced I forgot when they announced that. Yeah, and I'm actually just now thinking. I'm trying to figure out if I should be ashamed of myself for overlooking this or not. But I can't remember if it was announced at Celebration or if it was part of Comic-Con, but Thrawn uh, being in Rebels. Yeah. And being, and being canon, which is nuts. Crazy. And a new Thrawn book by Timothy Zahn uh, will be coming out that will take place in the current continuity and I guess readdress Thrawn's uh, origin story. Yeah. But yeah, they they've got, and that was another thing they showed. Uh, going, just rewind and insert this into the toy episode. Uh, <laughs> they showed some rebels toys, and yeah. Thrawn was one of them. So he is the big bad of the next season, apparently, and that is extremely exciting. Yep, and that season ended so good. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, they had a teaser uh, with with uh, Darth Maul, which I, I, yes, it's a little silly what they've done with Darth Maul, but at the same time, it's awesome, so I don't give I a like shit. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm totally fine. master. I wish he would have just kept calling himself that. <laughs> um, What's the other big, oh, and then the other big San Diego stuff that kind of went around the big new stuff was that, you know, they premiered the Killing Joke at San Diego. Oh, boy. It has met with. Now, you saw that, it, right? I have seen it. I went to the movie theater and saw it. So without How was it? No no spoilers, but if our listeners are aware of the controversy, how did that play into it? How did it affect it? It's very odd. So when you see it, it presents it's almost like watching two separate movies. So you have the first 45 minutes that was written by uh Brian, I don't even know how you say it. Brian Azzarello. Yeah. So Brian Azzarello wrote this beginning part. And that's where the controversial stuff happens, and it's it's terrible. The story in the first part is terrible. It sucks. And then the second half is The Killing Joke, and it is almost a word-for-word recreation of The Killing Joke, and it is awesome. Mark Hamill kills it. The Joker doesn't even show up until the second part, right, until The right. Killing Joke part, and it's amazing. Um and so I'd recommend, if you want to see it, buy the DVD, skip the first half, go straight <laughs> to The Killing Joke. Okay, okay. I think they did it because they weren't – I think they wanted 
just for people to see kind of where Barbara was at that part in her career, but it's... Well, it just seems like nonsense to me because we all know who Barbara Gordon is. I mean, it's it's unnecessary fleshing out, and if they wanted to flesh her out, just... Well, yeah. yeah. Well, there are other things they could have done. Outside of the spoiler part of it, I can say this without spoiling it, they also do tits and ass shots of her, like, when she's running and stuff, and, like, they purposely, like, pan the camera as much as you can with animation. And, like, people in the theater were groaning. It's so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and also, they they could have handled the panel correctly. uh, Call your uh, fans, uh, call them a pussy or something, whatever he was uh, yelling at And I don't even care what the context was. That's not appropriate. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, aside, I recommend the second half of the movie. <laughs> See that part. Mark Hamill's also. Also, the DVD extras, they showed us that in the theater. There's like a whole little like short, maybe five to ten minute thing with Mark Hamill talking about playing the Joker. Really good. Has really funny comments about, yes, I tweeted I was done playing the Joker. That wasn't true. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, well, I think he's even said, because for a while it was, well, this will be it. And now mm-hmm. I think he's even said, no, no, I, this, I'll do it again. Yeah, he does a really interesting thing talking about, like, the kind of Joker and how it's evolved from, like, animated to the video games to Killing Joke and mm-hmm. kind of how that goes with the evolution of the Joker. I'm sorry we're talking about all this. But anyway, yeah, it's really interesting. Check it out. Well, cool. Let's, uh, let's not end on the unnecessarily uh, pervy portrayal of Barbara Gordon, thanks to one Mr. Brian Azzarello, uh, who has no tolerance for pussies, apparently. <laughs> and uh, let's close the show on our favorite things from Comic-Con. Uh, let's do favorite toy and then favorite movie TV related thing. And I'll, I'll start and say that there were a lot of really awesome toys shown, but the one that just dove straight into my heart like a great Paula Abdul song was Diabolic from the 112 Collective because I, I like I said, never imagined we'd see that. Uh, and, and you guys are going to have to go back and listen to the toy episode to hear all about it, but to to for, for everything that we saw the Diabolic was the best. And then as far as the movie stuff goes uh, or movie and TV rather I'm most excited about Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, but the one that, as I was sitting there watching it, got me the most, like, sent the nerd chills up my spine was the Justice League footage. I mean, it was just... Seeing that, and I think the fact that it was apparent that they know what the problems are and we're trying to correct got me really excited because I didn't hate Batman versus Superman like so many people did. I I enjoyed it. It had problems and it wasn't done the way that I would have done it. But, uh, you know, I, I dug it and I felt like course correction was possible and it looks like that's what they're doing. Uh, Ryan, what toy wise and movie wise, what were your, what were your big moments? Uh, I mean, toy wise, you know, as much as if I was going to give out best, toy it would probably go to one in the mezco but just overall i mean marvel legends you know it's my biggest line i've collected it for years and this year they finally gave everybody things they've been asking for polaris sunfire jim lee 
Cyclops. Like it was basically like it almost felt like a big thank you to the fans. Like we've listened. Here's what we're gonna give you. And so I was really excited about finally getting these big holes in my collection. Um, movie TV wise, probably the thing that most got me excited was Luke Cage. It just seems like the tone of it, you know, the filming. It just looks like it's going to be an amazing show. And all the Netflix shows have killed it, but I think, like, personality-wise, and the character that I've most enjoyed seeing was Luke Cage on Jessica Jones. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing his series. Yeah, and that and that is part of it, is the foundation that they've laid. Like, we kind of already know how good they are. Right. So seeing that is, is very exciting. Uh, what about you, Jay? Uh, for me, like, uh, I think Marvel Legends had the... I, I'm most excited about what they showed, but as far as uh, a game changer, I guess for me is the DC multiverse because I thought I was completely done with that line. I, uh, based on the last couple of waves that have come out, I, I did not see myself buying any more toys from them. Uh, but they actually showed stuff that changed my mind that I, I can actually see myself uh, diving back in and, and, and even if it's cherry picking, but yeah, diving back in and picking up some new toys from them. Just uh, when so you thought was... you were out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I thought I was done, but uh, obviously not. So, I, you know, you've got to make some more room on, on the DC shelf. Um, and as far as movies go, I, I think I'm with you, Phantom, with the uh, Justice League. Um, just because they change in tone. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of Batman v Superman. Uh, but it, like you said, it, it seemed like they understood where they were getting the complaints from. They understood where, you know, people had issues with and they, and, you know, even with Suicide Squad, but definitely with this, uh, trying to play up some of the more lighter touches of it. Um, I, I don't necessarily need the grim and gritty and dark, 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 uh, that was the Zack Snyder Batman v Superman. So I'm, I'm excited for the, uh, Justice League movie now. Awesome. Sorry, they haven't seen Superman yet. He might come laser him all to death. Uh, it's entirely possible. <laughs> they could be they could be doing injustice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, let's hope not, guys. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, doing two episodes worth of content in one shot, listeners. If you want to hear all about the toys that we just mentioned, go back to last week's episode and check it out. And uh, for now, that's all we got. Jay, one more time, where can we find you online? It's always belligerentmonkey.com for all your pop art and nonsense needs. And, of course, uh, in just a couple of weeks' time, all three of us will be running around in a drunken stupor at Dragon Con, so you can catch Woo! us there if you keep your eyes open. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. One of these days, I'm going to do what I've been intending to do and just have another nerd talk episode where we just randomly bring up whatever uh maybe it'll happen maybe after the next pay-per-view and then then we'll just save it until after all the dragon con stuff because the dragon con stuff starts next week with none other than the ambassador of joy mr joshua holden that's right ladies and gentlemen the man who made an entire ballroom weep Two years ago at Dragon Con, including yours truly, will be on the Needless Things podcast, and it's fantastic. You guys have got to tune in for it. But before then, I'm going to throw some more websites at you. Go to supportphantom.com. 
for all the behind the scenes and all the exclusive material that I put up over there. You can sign up for the Needless Things Mystery Box, which every single month I send you a box full of awesome goodies straight out of the Phantom Zone. And you can also just contribute a little bit less and just get access to the exclusive post movie reviews and things that I do over there. Go to needlessthings.storeenvy.com. Pre-order your Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show t-shirt in passion pink or boastful blue. Go to Facebook. Join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook page. Join the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show page. And join the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show event. Spread the word, please. If you've never done anything else for me or for the Needless Things Podcast, I ask that you please... Spread the word about the game show. Let people know. Invite your friends. Share it all over the place. Just do what you can. And remember, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.